Welcome to Movie Making. I'm your host, Rennell Golden. Hey, everybody. I am here with Steve Marshall, magician. How you doing, Steve? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I am really good. It's so cool to talk to you whenever I get to. I, I think we have a decade rule. I talk to you every decade or something. It seems about it, doesn't it? Yeah. About, Where are you in the world right. right now? Right now, I am at Haneda Airport in Tokyo, Japan. Oh, wow. Getting ready to catch a flight uh, to Thailand in the morning. Well, it is the morning. It's 4 o'clock. It's just after 4 a.m. here right now. Oh, my God. So yeah. That's that's kind of cool. So you're, you're sleeping in yet another airport? No, you're not. You're awake. You're talking to me. I'm awake. I, I don't, you know, it's funny. I don't sleep. When I get to airports, I actually, airports are good places for me to be productive and work on things. Like last time I was here, I edited a video that I've been meaning to do for a long time. Oh, because wow. I, it's like, it's a place where there's nothing else to do. There's no you, distractions. You're you know, kind and of I can like alone in a crowd. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. I, you know, when my kids were little, I, I would go to Chuck E. Cheese to write my screenplays. Yeah, I know no, that's I, weird, but I felt no, very independent I, there. <laughs> I totally get that. That's great. You that's do? so funny. <laughs> yes, yes. That was the best, man. I, I'd get like three, four scenes written while they're playing. So that's I funny. thought you'd yeah. appreciate that of all people. That's, um, that's great. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know all of the answers to these questions I'm going to ask you. So this is going to kind of be fun. But um, how old were you when you decided you wanted to be a magician? Like, do you mm. remember? You know, it's funny. I can really say I, I when I was eight years old. Oh, wow. I and knew why? what I wanted to do. Okay. Well, I got a I got a magic kit for Christmas when I was eight years old. And when I was a kid, when I was, I mean, when I was little, I was, I was overweight. I was the kid that got bullied. I was the kid that got picked on in school. And I didn't really like going to school. I didn't Aww. like all that. So I, I saw this magic kit advertised on TV one year and I asked for it for Christmas and I got it. And when I started doing that, it became something, it started out kind of as a social crutch in a way that it was, it, I could do something the other, other kids couldn't. Ah. And when I was doing magic tricks, they weren't picking on me anymore. They weren't bullying me. Because they were, they were amazed by the by you. yeah by the stuff I was doing yeah so it started out like it started out really because of that and it really you know broke me out of my shell and helped me to not be so shy and and uh, and then it just became this thing that I loved and this passion that I just wanted to keep practicing it and I would you know spend hours in my room just practicing magic tricks all the time oh, wow. I had my room I actually had like my room set up like a a little stage. <laughs> so I had a, a little performing area that I could I practice my that. shows in. Yeah. You are truly magic, magic dude or something. Wasn't that yeah, yeah, yeah. for years? No. Well, that's my, that was my, 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 my behind the times AOL account. Oh <laughs> AOL.com is yeah. magi, magi dude. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, how do you say that? But I know. <laughs> so when you, I, I met you in high school, that's how old we aren't. Um, yeah. So when you got out of high school, what made you decide, okay, this is it. This is going to be my career. Had you already decided in high school? Yeah, I totally, I did. And I'm going to back up one second. I don't want to gloss okay. over this. The fact that we met in chorus and uh, I asked you to be my assistant in my show. <laughs> I, you know, I was good with that until you wanted to cut my head off. And I'm like, you kind of scared me. I'm like, what? <laughs> 
Is that when I got that thing, that guillotine? Yes, and I that, that legit scared me. I ran. I'm like, no, I kind of want to die. so funny. That's so funny. It's the only kid in school with a guillotine. That, that had a guillotine in his garage thing, or something. Yeah, uh, that thing was like perfectly safe. It was 100% safe. <laughs> but it was, yeah. Are you sure? It was pretty imposing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, there was a lot of blood in that room when I went. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, my goodness. Goodness. Well, okay. So you, you got out of high school and, and you have yes. never looked back as far as doing magic for your life. Um, but what point did it hit you? This is, this is it. This is my life's journey where it was going to be okay. And you were going to do it. You, you know what I mean? Like I wanted to be a singer and uh-huh. I, uh, that's all I did. But at the same time I had to pay rent and do all these things and I ended up, you know, going to college for my fallback. And regrettably, you know, I still regret it. I left the singing in exchange for the security. And I know right. what I mean. Um, so how did you make that decision and and make that leap? Well, you know, for me, when I was in high school, you know, I was already doing shows in high school. I was actually, A by lot. the time I was... Yeah, by the time I was, I mean, I started out doing like kids' birthday parties around town. And then I don't know if you knew this, but, you know, I, well, of course, you knew that Zephyr Hills, where we lived, is a senior citizens, you know, yeah. uh, community. The capital of Florida. Oh, wait, no, that was back then. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And, you know, the, the, the population would like quadruple in the wintertime. Yeah. You know, all those mobile home parks would fill up. Oh, yeah. And so word got around to these mobile home parks that there was a, a kid in town that did magic in high school and they didn't know all they knew was there was a kid in high school that did magic and he would do shows at these events. So they would call the high school during the day. Oh, and the student secretaries would take messages for you. And yes. And they would bring the class and they'd say, Steve Marshall has a message. I get this. So I actually found one. I was at my parents' house and I actually found a real one of these messages. Oh my God. um, I kept, you yeah, and I did. And wow. so, but what would happen was they'd give me the message. The teacher would excuse me because they say I had to be excused to make a phone call. I'd look at it. I know what it was. I go to the pay phone out in front of the school. I would book the show. I'd call the person, book the show, and then go back to class. So I had my own wow. booking agency running out of the office. Oh, my God. Jeff Hills High School. Yeah. That is so cool. I didn't even know that. We've got to write a movie about that. That oh, is really cool. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I was already making money back then doing shows. And that's when I met this uh, guy. At, uh, there was a magic club in Auburndale, Florida that I started going to. Yeah. And I met a lot of professional magicians. And, and I met this guy named... Corky the Clown, Corky Grant Dozier is his real oh, name, cute. and okay. he and he he taught me how about clowning. He taught this Red Cross Youth Clown Troop thing, mm-hmm. so I joined that. And then he encouraged me to go put my application into Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Clown College, which I did. Wow! And then I got accepted. And then you know, by the time I was I was still eighteen, I just graduated high school, went to Clown College, and then was on the road with Ringling while I was still eighteen. You know, it's funny. You're so, like one of the coolest people I know, but you were a clown. You were cool because you were a clown. Like <laughs> <laughs> you did magic. Yeah, it's just, it's a cool story. So you're on the road with the circus. How many years did you do that? 
four four years in the states, and then um, after I left the show in the states, they had an event at Disneyland in California called Circus Fantasy, where they made a circus, and all of Disney was a circus, and oh, all wow. the, and Ringling provided all the acts and the clowns and stuff, and then. After that was done, I got offered the contract to go with Ringling on their first tour of Japan. Oh, so I went. So I was five years, five years altogether with with Ringling. And wow. that's another thing. I took you to the circus. Oh, you we went to the to circus together. Circus. Your dad yeah. drove. I do remember. That's that. right. That's right. My I have a lot of good there. memories, and you're in so many of them. It's I know. So I know. Wow. I got a great picture of us too. Hang like with holding a poster up in front of my old, my mom yes. and dad's old Buick. <laughs> oh my God. I, yeah, I love that picture. It's so funny. Both my kids have seen it and they're like, who are you talking to? You know? Oh, it's so funny. So, okay. And now yeah. at what point did your career jump to the next level? Because you have performed for presidents and I don't know, just so many amazing people that, you've got to work your butt off to get to that point. So when did you start realizing, you know, wow, I'm, I'm next level or did you ever, are you still trying to figure that out? You know, it's, it's weird. My life is just kind of, I feel, I feel like I've never made any major decisions. Like I feel like my life is just when something's ready to end, something else comes up and it just takes its place. Yeah. And you know, you what you said something earlier about you know you a lot of people say well, you went to college to have something to fall back on. Yeah, right? I regret. I never it had. Too. I never had anything to fall back on. I never went to. I went to Ringling Brothers Clown College. You yeah. know, and and that's all I did. And I went with the circus. And you know, whenever all my friends were in college and university, those years, those were the years that I was traveling on the circus from like eighteen to twenty-two years old. Wow. And. And so, yeah, I, but I never had anything to fall back on. Do you think that's something so, that added to your success? Because you didn't I, have a choice. You had to make this work. Yeah. I, 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 it's what I loved. I loved doing it. Yeah. Um, and it was just, that's all I ever wanted to do. You know, my work is my hobby is my passion and, and everything, you know? Yeah. So it's just kind of, I, I don't know. I, you know, it, it's funny. I don't know what it, a day off is like i i don't know what that i do understand that and i get yelled at a lot for it from my family members because i love writing and storytelling as much almost as much or different than i loved singing and so anytime i'm missing it's because i'm i'm you know buried in creating a story and i'm sure you understand that because you probably have like a new magic trick you're thinking of or a new way to do something on stage or it's just always creating. It's like your life's purpose. Right. And, and it's like, and everything falls into that. You know what I mean? If, yeah. Yeah. If I'm on, if I'm on quote unquote vacation, well, another thing is, you know, I, I worked for Disney for six years in the Disney theme parks and I worked at universal for a long time and I was with the circus. So to, for me, when I had kids and we were like going, oh, let's go to Disney. It's like, okay, we're going to go to work now. You know, it's <laughs> like, I mean, I still loved it. And I still loved hanging out with my kids and watching oh, yeah. and seeing it through eyes. We had a great time. Yeah. But it's so, it's so weird for me to go to number one, to think about, 
I don't mind paying for things, but when I think about paying to go to a theme park or a circus, it just feels weird to me. Yeah. It's like, why am I paying to see this? You know? Yeah. And also you're there and not performing. What? <laughs> you know, and that is a little, you know, it's like that Pavlovian response. You know, yeah. the music starts up and you start going, I, I, I got to get out there. I'm supposed to be doing something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm missing my cue or something. Right. So, hey, you know, at, at my wedding, I kid you oh, not. No. I, my best man was my performing partner at Disney. And it was, oh. we had, we walked down the aisle first. We get up on, we get up on stage. We get up in front of everybody. We turn around. I'm in a tuxedo and I'm looking at an audience. I'm looking oh. at a room full of people and everything inside of me said, perform, perform, perform. Did you do a <laughs> trick? My, no, of course not. My brain no. said, do not, do not, do not. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been yeah. like, I would have been supportive, like without a card trick and everyone would laugh and then, then you get married or something. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, oh, but I man, held it together. Yeah, <laughs> That's a great story though. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What is so, one of your all-time favorite shows or performances you've ever done? Do you have one that like you relive in your head all the time? Oh man, that's hard. Um, probably... <laughs> <laughs> probably the time the the time that I went to I was invited over to China to do a show a TV show that was broadcast they told me it was broadcast to an estimated 100 million people oh my god because we're on their biggest network right wow so we're in, this, we're in a um the TV studio was the biggest studio in China so just the, the live audience was 2,000 people oh wow and then okay. broadcast to 100 million and um the producer told me that I had to pick this one kid to come up and help me. And it was a kid that I normally wouldn't pick up to come a little too young. And, oh. and uh, but it was, it was a producer's niece. So there was no, I tried to fight it, but there was no getting around it. It no was like, you're, no, you're going to use that kid. Oh my God. And half, halfway through my routine, she left the stage. What? And, and, How you old? know, and this, she was like five. Oh right? man. She was hard. fine. Yeah, she was fine. But because I said, take me out to the audience, let me meet her before the show. So she's not just scared if I bring her up. She was yeah. great. But she just thought the routine was over. So she went back. Another kid came up just out of the blue. So I started doing the, that kid went back. Another kid came up. What? And I made at the end of the routine, I made the kid a balloon. I handed it to this kid and he walks off the stage. And then I see kids start standing up in the audience. And oh 30 kids came up on stage. 30 kids were standing on stage with me what all wanting a balloon. What did yeah. you do? The, actually, I didn't, I'm trying to, I'm goofing around you. Know, I'm trying to keep going. I don't speak any Chinese, so I couldn't do anything verbal. You know, Did I was you make 30 getting, balloons? I, no. Well, the MC came out. And finally, one of the MCs who spoke English came out, stopped the show and said, I said, they all want a balloon, right? And he goes, yeah. He goes, what are you going to do? So I, I had an idea and I made a balloon. And there's this thing where you, you make those long animal balloons. You put yeah, them. I remember you, you made them when I knew you. Well, I still knew yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. still <laughs> and so anyway, so I, I blew one up and I put, you can, if you push your finger up into it and then let it go, it shoots off your finger like an arrow, right? Oh, so cool. I stuck it on my finger. I got all 30 kids around me. I let it go and they all chased that balloon out in the audience. And then I went on with my show <laughs> and, and wow. I was supposed to have 10 minutes in the show, but they let me keep going. I wound up, they didn't edit it. I wound up having 18 minutes on this oh, show, on this so hour cool. show, which was great. Yeah. So then they also invited me back the next year. And 
when I got back the next year, the producer came up to me. He goes, oh, Steve, what do you have planned for us this year? I said, I didn't have that planned last year. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, no. They expected a repeat? They were expecting like magic again. I, I didn't bring anybody up on stage the second year. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. You're like, I'm not going through that again. That's That sounds yeah. kind of stressful, it, it, but you it, rolled with it. It sounded like it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through. I like it. I like it when stuff happens because your brain just starts going. I mean, it. it, it now I'm actually asked to be a judge for magic competitions, magic clubs oh, wow. in Japan. They have competitions. Yeah. And afterwards we get to give feedback to the, to the kids that performed. And the first thing I always say, because somebody always does it, a couple of them always do it. I'll write up, I'll go to a board. If there's a whiteboard or something, I'll write on there in huge letters. Don't stop. Because uh-huh. I, I said, that's the first thing. And this is for everybody because a couple of you did that. And I said, you stopped and then you reset and you, and you did it good, but you stopped. And I said, the, right. minute, you stopped, the minute you stopped, you lost. I said, yeah, if you've you would have kept going, you know, yeah. and then I, I, I tell him, I said, when you're practicing a trick, practice what can go wrong. Practice, think of three ways it can go wrong. And come up with a way to fix that. So when it does happen, and it will happen if you do it enough times, right? Then you can you can go with it. You you've planned. You know you've rehearsed. You've rehearsed what can go wrong. And it's yeah. Anyway. Wow. So so this is a good segue because you were working with kids and then young performers or new performers. What mm-hmm. what advice maybe do you have for somebody that? would want to go into this field and become a magician because it's not that common. It's not uncommon, but you know, you guys are a unique breed. You're not on every corner, like an actor or something. Um, what, what would you tell somebody who maybe wanted to do this? I tell them to stop. No. No. <laughs> Don't be so honest, dude. Just... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, you know what? I'd say, I hear that all the time. I say, go for it. You know, yeah. But I also say, you know, well, you know, my daughter, it, she wanted to go into into acting. You know, right. she when she was little, she came to me and she wanted to go to, I want to be an actress. Right. And the advice I gave her, I said, that's great. If you're going to go into acting, you need study everything about acting you can think about. You study, study acting, but then okay. study directing, producing, writing, right. study lights, study right. sound, study stagecraft. You know, think of everything... Because most people, they want to be an actor, so they become an actor, and then they're just... They don't know what's going on around them. They go into an audition. They're one of a thousand people that might get this part. You know what I mean? You're up against the odds. But the more you know about it, the more you can create your own stuff. And yes, and know what's going on when you're out there. You know what to look at. You know how to think. Yeah. Um, So that's what I I always tell people. I just say, you know, study everything. um, Everything. And just... And just keep doing it, yeah. You know, and 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 perform all, all the time, you yeah. Know, if, if you're going to do something, so I think that's good advice. And you know, as as a director, um, the first time I ended up directing about, I don't know, maybe 15 years now, 14 years ago, I um I fell into it because the director I hired, he didn't come, he didn't show up, and my DP was like, you know what, you're going to do it. You're the one that knows this story, and I'm like, no, no, I'm not. And he's like, yes, you are. And he, that was the first time. Cause I, he was like, you know, the story, you know what you want, you do it. And he put me on a monitor and, and that was my introduction to it. But after that, I realized I need to understand everything. 
and, you know, the lighting, the sound, this and that. And I started taking courses and, you know, taking it very seriously. So short of holding a camera, because, you know, I have issues with my eyes, I have done most of the jobs on the set. Not well, but I've done it and I know what they're doing and I appreciate it. You know, I respect it. And it's just so important. But um, okay, here's another cute question. I was just wondering, what one trick do you think every magician should have in their wheelhouse in case they're in the crowd and and somebody says, show me a magic trick? Do you think there's one? (laughs) You're going (laughs) to laugh at this. The the trick that I get so much mileage out of that, if somebody says do a trick, I, I started doing it as a joke, but I was surprised. You know that trick where it looks like you pull your finger off? Like yes. everybody knows that from elementary school. Yes. So when somebody would say do a trick, I I do that and then I go, Well, you didn't say do a good trick, you just said do a trick. <laughs> but what oh I God, found that's... out was when I did that, people would go, <gasps> I would get these responses from adults and stuff. They'd never serious? seen it. So from adults? Yeah. Oh my god. So I mean it's just if you catch somebody by surprise, you know, they don't and, and so it's also not expecting anything's great. It. Yeah. I, but I, I think for me, the best thing I is in that situation is a, a trick with money, a coin trick, pull you know, make the coin disappear. Yeah. Make it disappear and pull it out of your ear. You know, I do different, yeah. a lot of different things with coins, you know, I can, I mean, I can do stuff with four coins where they jump from one hand to the other or things like that. And, oh, that's you know, cool. so I, I like, I, I think that's a good thing to, I remember Practice you're really good at objects. slide of hand tricks and things like that. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's important. It's like, you know, that's, it goes back to learning everything. So I, I mean, I call myself a comedy magician because I tell stories and, and, and you know, that it. clown people, people still, people come and see my show and they'll, I'm not wearing any clown makeup or anything to denotes a clown, right. but they would still say, oh, we see the clown. The, oh. the way you move, the way you do this, you know, because it's just so ingrained in me. Right. So I do comedy, but I've also studied, you know, I had a, uh, my, when I was younger, my first teacher in magic was a very serious sleight of hand guy. So I learned all the techniques of sleight of hand and, you know, and so I, I've got this kind of disarming thing where I, people will say that they go, you're really being funny. And then all of a sudden you go, bam, and you punch us by doing some really cool trick. Right. And right. It, they said it's even more amazing because it catches us so off guard. <laughs> That's you know, good. Where, where if, if you see a guy in a tuxedo, you know, hey, I'm a magician kind of guy. You yeah. expect it more. Right. But the, the goofy guy, you don't expect it. Right. And I love it. So. It's so cool. Um. What was I going to, I was going to ask you something funny. And then I was thinking about the goofy guy thing. Um, oh man. Can I say brain fart on my own show? Sure. I don't care. Fart, okay. fart, 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 fart. <laughs> brain fart. Oh my more. God. Um, oh, well. I'm- oh, you know, well, that brings up something. That, so being a, <laughs> being a comedian and a dad and everything. So I'm like my, my daughter, my oldest daughter, who's 24 yes. now, she was like three years old. Right. Aww, and she okay. was, when she was three, I went, I went, oh my gosh, I have, I've never done the pull my finger gag with my daughter. I oh. mean, like what kind of a father am I? Right. Right. So right. we're in Japan, you know, she grew up in Japan. Right. And this is when I, when I found out this was 
a universal thing. It doesn't matter. It's worldwide. I said, I said, I said, pull my finger. She pulled my finger. I farted and she fell on the ground laughing so hard. You know, like, oh my God, like, that's so awesome. It was just brilliant. Aww. <laughs> Universal. I love that. I, you know, I love that. I, and that's one of the things I do love about having a son and, and daughter. They're so different. And, you know, with the daughter, you have your own bonding. But with, with the son, the, the fart jokes and that goofy humor, <laughs> they laugh more. I enjoy that. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I... I, with my kids, with my daughters, it was important for me, you know, we wanted them to be bilingual. So we, we talked, we spoke English a lot at the house Good. and then they went out in society and, you know, learned their, their Japanese, they're truly bilingual, you know, their native good. language. Both yeah. But, but also what I realized was that even more than language, like I wanted them to understand my sense of humor. Yeah. So when my kids were little, we would, I would have them, we'd watch Charlie Chaplin. We'd watch the Marx Brothers. We'd watch all these old movies, Jerry Lewis, you know? So uh, from a young age, we were watching all this stuff. I was making bad puns. We spent, we've spent way too much time in our lives figuring out ways to jump out from small spaces and scare each other. Oh my gosh, I love it, I love it. But I mean, I I taught them that that being playfulness and, and things like that, which, um, which now they, that. they, now that they're older, we, we can, we have that language too, which was so important to me. I love that. And you guys can be free and silly. And I love that. Um, mm. Not enough people have that. And I'm guilty of that too. So that, that's a beautiful thing. So do either one of your daughters know magic? Any tricks? They do. Yeah. Yeah. They both, they wanted to learn a little bit. My, my oldest daughter, one, when she was in elementary school, she came to me one time and she said, Oh, Papa, I, I have a question. I don't want you to be upset, but we have a school uh, function coming up. And I thought she was going to ask me to do a magic show. And, she yeah. was yeah. and I go, and, and I was ready to go. Yeah. And she goes, but I want to do the magic show. Oh, and I was like, <laughs> Oh, this is so cool. You know? So I, yeah. I said, go in, go in my, I've got this, my office has all my magic props. And I said, go in there and pick whatever you want. And I'll show you how to use it. I love so it. So she did that. She Aww. did it. And, um, Okay. Uh, my cool. my youngest daughter wanted to use. I taught her some coin tricks, so they do. They both can do some magic tricks. They never really wanted to get into it. Have they and, seen you perform like a, a big theater type situation? Have they ever done that? Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, they've. They uh yeah I mean they they grew up you know, watch me come and do this one place in Japan where I used to work where I did my fire eating act. So they watched oh, you know they grew up. I was going to ask you about. Yeah, yes. doing my fire eating act, doing magic, doing. They finally just recently, it's funny. Uh, there's a there's a Japanese circus that's a big top, a tent circus that travels around Japan. It's the oldest circus in Japan. Yeah. And a friend of mine is the director of that show, and they have two American clowns in the show. And when one of them would, if one of them had to go back to the states for a new visa or something like that, something happened where one of them had to be out for a week. Yeah, I was I was one of the the pinch hitter clowns. So every once in a while, I get called to go in and do the oh, show for funny. a week. Yeah, and just a couple years ago, the show was in Yokohama, which is near Tokyo. Right, and my kids actually came to see the show with me in it as a clown. And after all the, you know, wow. both in their twenties, and after all these years of hearing me telling circus stories. They, they finally know. actually got to see me in my clown makeup in the ring in a wow. circus. It was such a cool moment. That yeah. is 
cool. That is so cool. I wish we had more time and I'm going to have to switch to my five for five. Um, okay. I'm going to ask you some, some silly questions before our time is up here, but um, yeah, you know what? Just come back and talk anytime because mm. you're so fun to have on. Plus I love hearing your story. I'm, I'm really just, I don't know if I'm allowed to say I'm like proud of you, but you of all my friends, you followed your dreams and you live your dreams. And what a marvelous example. And you're probably like, stop telling me that. But I just think it's so cool. So <laughs> I, I told you when we talked the other night, I told you that Bob Dylan quote, Bob yeah. Dylan said, if a person wakes up in the morning and goes to bed at night and in between does what they want to do, they're a success. I love and that. I love that. You know, it has nothing about money. It has not, I mean, that's all nice too. That's all a byproduct of what we do, but yeah. it's about doing what we do, doing what we love and, yeah. and enjoying our lives. You know, you know so. since you told me that I have mentioned it to three people who it just, and that Good. was just a day or two, but yeah. 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 I know. Just last night, actually. <laughs> it was yesterday. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know why, but it just resonated with me. And then I felt like they needed to hear it. So, yeah. but I do yeah. have to switch okay. because we're about to get, get uh, disconnected whether we like it or not. So oh, okay. are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. First question. What is your favorite food? Pizza. Pizza. Okay. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Or, oh, wow. Okay. Like yeah. fully loaded pizza or? Anything. Cheese Anything. pizza, pepperoni pizza, pizza supreme. Uh, Not a big anchovy fan, but yeah. Oh, you're the pizza guy. I love it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What is your favorite thing to drink after a full day? I normally ask on set, but on stage. Uh, just seltzer water. With okay. some lime, lemon or lime in it. Yeah. You would not believe how many people do say water. I, and yeah. I love that because it's healthy. It's renewing. It helps you yeah. get up and do it the next day all over again. So, yep. all right. What is one thing you've always dreamed of doing, but haven't done yet? Scuba diving. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. I would love huh. to. Okay. Favorite song to sing at the top of your lungs when you're driving in a car? Oh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. <laughs> Meatloaf. You want to sing, sing a little now? Oh, no, you don't want me to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just being mean. All right. What is your favorite movie? Uh, you know what? There's a movie called Leap of Faith with Steve Martin. Oh wow! I he, love the title. I bet I've seen it. Yeah, he plays he plays a faith healer, like a a con oh, man faith yeah. healer. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's, it's a, a great, funny it's, one. It's a funny movie. It's really touching. Yeah, it makes you think. Um, he does some magic. He has there's a bit in there where he has kind of a magic background. Yeah, and there's yeah. like the greatest. The soundtrack is the greatest like gospel music you've ever heard you know, yeah gospel i kind of remember music, it so. they're like intense yeah. right yep yeah it's okay, like a tent revival it's exactly what it is yeah Revivals, it's a great yes. movie yeah 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 i love it i love it and i have loved talking to you i hope you'll come back and talk to me again anytime and, um, yes i'll just, be in an airport next week <laughs> okay just let me know <laughs> wonderful all right thank you steve have a great day i'll talk to you soon okay thanks for now see ya bye-bye 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 You've been listening to Movie Making with Rennell Golden. See you next time.
This podcast has been sponsored by Samara Entertainment.